Transmissions from the Dark Side is a tongue-in-cheek look at anthology horror, covering adult themes and concepts in very childish ways. Parental guidance suggested. This week on Transmissions from the Dark Side. A man in an accident. A weird hospital. Mugwumps. Enter if you dare. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we're watching every episode of 90 seminal horror anthology monsters. monsters and reporting it back to you. I am Matt Noss with me at my table, my two best friends in the whole wide world. If it isn't Jen Hansen and Matt Rose, hey, hello. hello, how's everybody doing tonight? So good. So good. If this is your first time tuning in, what we do around these parts is we watch Anthology Horror. That's a different scary, spooky... Spoopy. Spoopy story. Every week, we have already watched every episode of Tales from the Dark Side. Took a diversion into... Creep Show 2019. And we are in the second season of Monsters. Not for long, baby. We got six episodes after this. Yikes. We watched an episode tonight called The Offering, and it is customary around these parts that we guess what the episode is about based on title alone. We call it The Dark Side. Guess who would like to go first? I can. Oh, Ooh, Jen, Jen, can oh, go, right. Jen can go first. The Offering. Who ate the communion wafers? It's a mystery Father Dowling and the zoo crew is ready to solve. <laughs> the end. The end. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Offering. The Feldmans had the most important revered job in the hamlet of Drysdale. Once a year, on the vernal equinox, they would take the freshly slaughtered carcass of a lamb and leave it at the mouth of Clampett Cavern. After the tragic death of the Feldmans in a car accident, the citizens of Drysdale scrambled to find a couple to replace them. Can they find a couple in time? Can they perform the ritual properly? Is there any truth to the curse of Jedediah Clampett and his cannibal family? Ooh. The Offering. Reverend Lenny White's favorite part of the service is the offering, because that's when Lenny gets to dream. But who's that at Lenny's door? Why, if it isn't the tax man? Looks like someone's not protected anymore. Ooh. Oh, my. <laughs> Unfortunately, none of these guesses were correct, so Jen, please hit us up with the sweet deeds. Sweet Sweet Deeds, we watched The Offering. This episode aired February 18th, 1990. Here's the description from IMDb. IMDb. A man who is in a hospital following a car accident begins to see terrifying apparitions of giant insects. Uh, On February 18th, 1990, the episode of SNL was hosted by Tom Hanks with the musical guest Aerosmith. Oh, wow. Classic. Yeah. Um, The Simpsons had the call of the Simpsons where Homer takes the family camping and Homer is mistaken for Bigfoot. Bigfoot. That's right. Episode was directed by Ernest Farino. Ernest Farino is a Emmy-winning visual effects artist, uh, worked on uh, the TV series Dune 
and uh, Children of Dune, the, the television version. The, the sci-fi ones, yep. yeah. Uh, and won Emmys for those. Also did effects for The Abyss, Terminator, The Thing. Uh, he directed episodes of Monsters, including Mannequins of Horror oh. and A Bond of Silk. Some of our favorite episodes. Yeah. yeah. Mannequins of Horror, I remember being a weird one, and this is also yeah. a weird one. It is. Uh, Dan Simmons wrote the episode. He wrote the novel, uh, wrote a novel called The Terror, uh, which is now a horror anthology or was a horror anthology in 2018 on AMC. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I saw it. Yeah. I did not. It was good. I enjoyed it. Okay. This episode starred Orson Bean as Dr. Hubbard. He was in Desperate Housewives. He was in Being John Malkovich. Oh, wow. He was in 146 episodes of Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman, and he was the voice of Bilbo Baggins in the animated version of The Hobbit. Oh, wow. Holy crap. Yeah. Lewis was played by Robert Krantz. Robert Krantz was born Haramlos Caruntas. Uh, he's an actor and producer of Christmas with the Carantoses. Also was bystander number two in Back to the Future. <laughs> so we'll have to look for Wow, him. okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jack, Hobo Jack, was played by Bob Larkin. He was Martin in uh, Jason Lives, Friday the 13th, oh, uh, wow. parts, uh, part five? 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 Six? Four? I, 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 no, no, no. It had, it had was to have it been. I, th I think it was five. One? I think it was five because six was the one that didn't have Jason at all, right? And then seven, yeah, yeah. And then seven was the one with the psychic girl. And then eight was Jason. Takes yeah, Manhattan. Jason lives is the is the one where uh, Tommy digs up. Yes. They go to dig up yeah. Jason, and that was Tom Matthews from Return of the Living Dead. Yes, yeah. So four was the one with Corey Feldman. I thought there where, was one in between Corey Feldman and the, the the or was this Tommy in the next one? No, I think I think I, I think there were three four, Tommies. Three actors played Tommy Corey. Uh, the Return of the Living Dead dude. We're going to have to look this up now. Yeah. Uh, and then Karen Hittleman played the radiologist. Uh, the end for her career. <laughs> I'm sure she's doing something else now, and I'm sure she is no, loving she it. She died of radiation yeah, poisoning. <laughs> in this episode. Let's hope not. Are you looking up Friday the 13th? Yeah, so I'm trying to get them in order. So it would be, obviously, Friday the 13th, part two, part three, Part four is referred to as the final chapter. Yes. Four is the final chapter. Is five... A new J beginning. A new beginning, oh, yes. and then six, six is, is Jason, Jason lives. lives. Seven oh. is the new blood. Eight is Jason takes Manhattan. Then it's Jason goes to hell the final Friday. Jason acts. Freddy versus Jason. And then the 2009 movie that we don't talk about. Yeah. Well, so wait. Four is the one with Corey Feldman. So, five is yes, the one that's five is the one that has the other guy playing. Yes, yes, yes. And then six is the one with Tom Matthews yes. digging up the yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh because that's when the lightning strikes the shovel or something, and yeah, that's what resurrects yeah. him. And so, so the the hobo in this episode was the caretaker in <gasps> in that scene. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah uh this is part six. Mm -hmm. Jason lives. 
is he, uh, he stabs Jason's body with a metal fence post as he turns his back on Jason. Two lightning bolts strike the post and revive Jason. What a fool. Who kills Hawes with a punch through the heart and retrieves the hockey mask Tommy brought with him. Uh, I just recently listened to the How Did This Get Made for that uh, for that one. It's really fun. And then I just we just rewatched it uh, this week. It's actually probably the most fun of the Friday the 13th movies. The, part mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it quite a bit, too. Yeah. I tell you the truth when I say I've not seen a single one. Yeah. No. It's of all the horror series, it's my least favorite. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's if you're talking Freddy, Jason, or... Uh, Michael uh, Myers? Or, uh, yes. So Freddy, Jason, Michael Myers. Uh, F- Jason is, is number three for me. Hmm. Freddy's my number one. Okay. Because I love Freddy. What a nut. Because <laughs> Freddy is a nut. He's a nut. And then I, yeah, I'd have to go Michael Myers. Yeah. But um, see, Michael Myers is my number one. Michael Myers is my number one too. I just, um, they're too scary. Yeah, and I'm I'm gauging them. This is like original movies too. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah. so I loved what Freddy. Freddy just turned into a like, nut. Yeah, a, he turned into a nut. Yeah, he turned. It went full Looney Tunes. It did. It and did. then the the Halloween movies obviously were diminishing returns. But like Absolutely. you put original Halloween, I could watch that movie anytime. Yeah, I could. I could also watch Nightmare on Elm Street anytime. But I think Halloween is the superior movie. Hot take. Hot take. Honey, it's family hour. There must be something on. Oh, crispy critters, my favorite. <sighs> oh, look, it's Monsters, our favorite show. Oh, it's starting. Shh, let's, let's watch, watch it. it. The door from the monster swings wide open to reveal <laughs> the face. Eyes without a face. Yikes. Man, this guy's got a massive head wound Harry going on. Yeah. Also, a massive mullet. Oh, yeah. That was... The... Yeah, he's really snake plisking it up. Yeah. yeah. I think I wrote Wonder Mullet at some point. This whole episode is weird. It is this really is weird. weird it is a weird episode. Probably in the way Mannequins of Horror was weird. But it's another one of these, like, location... Like, the location doesn't feel right. It's like... If you had a dream about a hospital, yeah. it would maybe look like this. If you had a dream about a, a hospital that took place in a technical plaza, yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, then this is your episode. We're introduced to our main character, Lewis. Lewis is in a hospital bed with a bandage on his head, and he's talking to Dr. Hubbard. Finding out that he's been in a terrible accident. He's been unconscious for 72 hours with a severe concussion. He's very lucky, though, because it could have been a lot worse. worse. Yes. Um, they kind of go back and forth a little bit. He's starting to recollect a little bit. And then maybe a minute and a half in the episode, Lewis has a breakthrough that goes, You had to operate. Did you get all the cancer from mom? <laughs> This is a very weird non sequitur because he's talking about his head. You know, uh, Dr. Hubbard's like, 
Uh, yeah, you you're must have hit a, a, a stretch of black ice where I mentioned to you two. Does black ice exist when it's raining? They keep flashing back to him yeah. in the car, and it is it's a rainstorm. It is a rainstorm, yes. not a <laughs> snowstorm. And uh, basically, he's like, you're going to have the mother of all headaches. Oh, yes, mother. Is that what and triggers I it? I think oh. mo- the word mother is what triggers him to go, mom, my mom. She was having surgery. surgery. Did, Did you, you get, get all, all the, the cancer? <laughs> very strange. Very strange delivery. But it's delivered it very much like The Room. Yes. Uh, where the mother character in The Room goes, well, it's official. It's cancer. Yeah. Um, this episode takes a real wild swing at cancer. Um, and hospitals. Yeah. And I don't know what this episode is trying to say about anything. I don't either. There's there's a lot of things that are interesting about this. Is episode. Orson Bean the only doctor in this hospital? I'm going to say yes. Why is he? Why is Lewis with a head wound on the cancer floor? That is a mighty Again, good question. Again, when you're in a technical plaza, <laughs> they only had one floor that they could film this in. Yeah, it's very bizarre. This is a complete and total fever dream. It kind of feels like um, the poor man's Terry Gilliam. Mm. It did. It definitely yeah. had that feel, especially when we get to the monster. Well, yes. Yeah. yeah. When we get to the monster, um, I had a very, very, very visceral reaction to it. So we'll talk about that in just yes. a second because it doesn't take long. It doesn't. It's, it's kind of interesting. After almost 100 episodes of this show, um, and by 100 episodes, I mean 170 episodes of this show, <laughs> the plots in Monsters are just whisper thin. Wafer yeah. thin, yes. Which is wild because, and maybe it's because we've done so many and it's like we just cut the crap out, but it's like there's nothing to this episode, and what is there is very confusing. It seems to be they had an idea for a monster and they built a story around it instead of writing a story and having the monster come up organically. Very, yes. I would I would have preferred that, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in the uh, writer's room. But man, their dialogue is meaningless. It basically sets up that his mom is in the hospital a couple doors down from him. And she has cancer and just had a major surgery. And uh, they didn't get it all. So she needs to go through chemo or, or radiation. And I don't know. Maybe that'll help. We'll see. She don't might worry go about into it. remission. It's fine. This whole episode could have been like a silent film or something. And I think you would have gotten it. Yeah. Well, I mean, as much as there was to get. I don't think the any of the dialogue clarified. Yeah, there would have been five dialogue cards mm-hmm. the entire episode. Yeah. So he goes down the hall to see his mother who is lying in. Correct. It is now later at night because the doctor tells him, like, you need to rest. So it does like a night pan. Yes. Um, and uh, thunder wakes him up. Thunder. Take it again. Maybe. Okay. And thunder wakes him up. And the um, guy gets out. He pulls his IV. You know, classic. Classic, pull out your IV that is... Nobody comes yeah. when you rip <laughs> your, your IV out. There are no machines in this hospital. It looks like it is filmed in a hotel. Right. There is... <laughs> what, she's in a bed. She's straight up just in a bed. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> she's lounging. Yeah. That it, she's in like a metal framed bed. That's like a child's bed. <laughs> so he walks into his mom's room. And then we see the monster for the first time. Well, so there's a curtain Correct. in front. Yeah. And once the curtain gets drawn back, that's when we see... God, how would you even describe this thing? It's a fucking mugwump. Yeah. It's a yeah, mugwump it from Naked Lunch. Yeah. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's It's got... What would you say is hanging from its mouth? It's like, like a it's, like gooey, gooey proboscis. I yeah, don't know. It's, it's like a gooey uh, elephant's trunk almost. Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. And and it's kind of got like froth. Yeah, and um, it it puts it, out its its proboscis. And you see, and this effect was great. Yeah, it was it was unsettling to all three of us. I did right. not giggle. Yes. I didn't giggle once. I was very disturbed. So in that sense, this episode succeeds. Yes, because I haven't had a visceral horror reaction mm-hmm. kind of all season. Yeah. So this was like the first one. When was Match Game? Was that this season or was that last? That season? was the last season. Last season. Okay. So it was like, all right, this is. This is a horror episode. This mm-hmm. is a creep you out episode. And you see little slugs going into the neck of his mother. And it's like... Yeah, I just just the, the, just the thought of that is upsetting to me. So. And he has a good reaction, I thought. Yeah. He basically backs up, backs up, freaked out, knocks himself out. He's not a great actor, though. His reaction here is good. Throughout the episode, I did not think he was great. Uh, serviceable. Okay. I, I know. Felt. Yeah, the, the, they can't all be Steve Buscemi, right? Yeah, so. I guess. But I, I, I was fine with his reaction. But yeah, I was like, I put down a real mug wump laying eggs, and knocks himself out, and that's it. Yep, that's yeah, the axe break. And we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. It all began as a summer vacation. A young family found a beautiful old house. It had secluded, spacious grounds. A large swimming pool, magnificent furnishings. So you are the people who want to rent this house. What do you mean it's nine hundred dollars? Then it's all ours. Well, there is one other thing. It's hardly a catch. They thought it was the answer to their dreams, but it was the beginning of a nightmare. Oh God! Oh God! In this old house, up this staircase, behind this locked door. Something lives, something strange, something powerful, something evil. Stay away from that door! It will possess this woman. It will destroy this man. It will terrify this child. And no one can stop it. Burnt Offering, starring Karen Black. Have you actually tried to tell me that this house is responsible? Oliver Reed. This house is destroying us. Betty Davis. This house is getting so cold. Burgess Meredith. And this house will be here long, long after you have departed, you believe me? Eileen Heckard. God, when it comes alive, tell them about it. Tell them what it's like. 
this door lies a horror beyond imagination. Who is it? Where did it come from? What does it want? When you find out, it will be too late. Burnt offerings. It's like the perfect mix of, mm-hmm. of oh, it's PG, guys, uh, of terrifying and terrible. Like, mm-hmm. I can see it being scary, but I can mm-hmm. also see it being just a goof. Yeah. Yeah. Have you that's seen an, it? Yeah, I have. That's an accurate assessment. Like, there's moments of that trailer where I'm like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. I think the most the unsettling reactions. part was when Oliver Reed tries to drown his son in the pool roughhousing. Mm. Where, like, that kid that kid spent a lot of time underwater. Like, for real, a lot of time underwater. And it was like, oh, man. I hope that, I hope so that kid I, was okay. <laughs> I'm not familiar with Oliver Reed, but he really strikes me as, as the poor man's Tony Curtis. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he was in Gladiator. He was the Gladiator that got his freedom. That ended up setting um, Maximus free. Oh wow! Yeah, so he he like did stuff. I think he was like popular back in the day. I think he was like in the Three Musketeer movies or something. So they remade? No, they didn't remake this movie yet. Uh, I don't. I don't think so. Because there's just a movie called The Offering. No, no. Yeah. Movie critic Roger Ebert called the film a mystery. You're not right. in the mic. What's that? Oh, I didn't know we were. We were. I thought we were just doing bits. Did it play? Did yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, it all, it all got in there. <laughs> it all got in there. Are we doing this? Are we, are we doing it on the night? Or are we doing it now? Fuck it, we'll do it live. We'll do it live. <laughs> uh, movie critic Roger Ebert called the film a mystery. All right. Concluding, burnt offerings just persists until it occurs to us that the characters are the only ones in the theater who don't know what's going to happen next. (laughs) Uh, And apparently, Betty Davis uh, had conflicts with Karen Black, feeling that Black did not extend to her an appropriate degree of respect and that her behavior on the film set was unprofessional. Betty Davis also disliked Oliver Reed's noisy, drunken escapades, frequently waking her up in the middle of the night when he returned from his carousing to the hotel where all the actors had stayed during filming. Yeah, I can see that. You need to stop with your carousing. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. Uh, act two kind of gets into, was it a dream? Because, Let's ask this old prospector. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we get introduced to one of the best characters and monsters ever. We get to meet Jack Withers. The Pepperidge Farm hobo. <laughs> <laughs> Jack don't know a lot of things. <laughs> Jack, when we meet Jack, he's sitting cross-legged on his own bed. Like he's riding the rails. Like he's riding the rails, drinking wild, wild turkey, turkey through a, a straw. straw. Oh, oh, man. Perfect. <laughs> if, there's a, if this episode is to be watched by you again, it is... It is for clearly for Jack Withers. Yeah, <laughs> they found you passed out in your mommy's room. <laughs> what adult man has a mommy? I just oh. want to know. <laughs> it's a real Tennessee Williams monologue out of this guy's mouth. He, I am eating it yeah. up. 
I wanted him to be. Oh, I wanted the, more of him. Yeah, I wanted yeah. him to become the central focus of this episode. He is not, and that's a shame. I wanted him a to be the monster. I was disappointed. <laughs> oh shit, that would have been great. Yeah. And then the monster could have had a little top hat or a little, uh, <laughs> a little hobo hat and a yeah. little bindle. A bindle. Oh, just, just a, just a bean can yeah. open. Oh, <laughs> I would have loved that. But alas, no. The conversation takes a weird little turn when Jack Withers lays out the line and those critters around here. That stops Lewis in his tracks. He's like, you've seen them yeah, too? Yeah, so wait, 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 wait. What? Night critters is what he called them. Night critters. Night critters, they skitter around. <laughs> Night critters, laying slugs in your throat. <laughs> I am so close to being like, this is turning into a good episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they yank me the hell out of it by saying goodbye, Jack Withers. <laughs> it's it's a weird episode. And, and again, Jack references, Jack talks about his cancer. This is the cancer ward. Yeah, this ward. is the, the big C. This is the ward for the big C. Again, why, why is, is a he head here? patient? Yeah it, yeah. it doesn't make sense. Oh, they ran out of... Beds for every other section of the hospital? Nah. Well, we leave this section with Lewis and, and Jack talking, and we enter a section I lovingly called, If It Please the Court. <laughs> <laughs> because Lewis is presenting to Dr. Hubbard all the facts about what's going on in this joint. And he's doing it in this way that's like, I don't know, what if uh, what if the slugs love cancer? What if there what if there are certain types of certain aliens that you certainly can't see and I'm not they're saying s- they're from another dimension, but I'm not not saying it either. And what if I don't know, uh I guess what if maybe the tumors are their eggs and uh I don't know, maybe like the slugs are cancer. And, and maybe only the people who have like certain pressure on certain parts of the brain at certain points can see them. Oh. That was a that was a literal thing was, he said. Yeah, <laughs> you just did a line read from this episode. <laughs> so and then the dialogue has problems. The dialogue has problems and then we get into that weird area where he's saying, you know, this cancer scourge, this recent cancer scourge, you know, can you think of somebody from olden days that has died of cancer? Not one. It's because of these cancer vampires. Yeah, yeah they use the, the word cancer, cancer vampir- vampires. Uh, they also, they also, <laughs> like, never gives the doctor a chance to say, well, most people died of other diseases <laughs> before cancer could get uh, them. Shut up. I heard you say carcinogens. Look, doc, don't even get me started, you so-called scientists, and you're, oh, there's cancer in now the water. Now we've, we've got a guy who really gets it. He understands. <laughs> there's cancer in the salt. No, it's vampires, man. <laughs> vampires. <laughs> yeah, I, I wrote uh, it's in uh, you and your science. It's invisible vampire bugs. Wake up, sheeple! <laughs> it is a real Alex Jones. Yeah, the doctor is very kind to him and patient to a fault. I would yes. say, right? He's like, uh, this is a hallucination. You ha- have, have a boo boo on your noggin. Yeah, you have a serious brain injury. Your head done broke, and. 
it'll go away, but right now you're just having hallucinations. And as the doctor is telling him this, Lewis looks and he sees just a little slug coming out of the corner of the the doctor's mouth. Just a little, hey buddy, what's up? Now, this is a, a red herring because there's nothing that leads you to believe throughout the rest of the episode that these slugs control your thoughts. Right. So I don't know if that was supposed to be the doctor is a slug. The doctor has slug cancer. The doctor uh, well, is, is the so slug himself. When In the next act, when they're doing the radiation therapy, notice that they were like, nope, 28 seconds. No more, no less. Where... That seemed to be the um, the feeding time for the slug, but we can we can get into that. Next okay. Time. Well, after that shotgun diagnosis of you got that boo boo on your head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the act break. That's the right? act break, and the slug mouth happens. That is an act break, and we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. Oh, Homer, you're not going as a hobo again. Going where? Well, we're leaving. And remember, no itchy and scratchy. You better take these batteries just to be sure. Mama took those batteries. She took them away. Mama took those batteries. Size double A. Son, you wait here while Daddy tries to talk some sense into this raven derelict. Slow down. Slow down. Yeah, get out of there. Who's been stealing your thoughts? They put everything. Did you ever read? John Hello, Ralph. Hi, Bart. I know you from school. with john gilgood (laughs) (laughs) there's so many hobo references in the simpsons Simpsons loves a hobo (sighs) i love a hobo i guess we're back yeah and we're back um we are now in the radiation room this is a very odd part of the episode. It is very odd. Whilst we've been gone, it seemed Dr. Hubbard basically was like, Lewis, to ease your mind, let me show you every knit and knat of this hospital and how we do treatments and everything. Like you would take a child into the cockpit of the plane. plane. Yeah. Right! <laughs> I'm going to take you to uh, Mission Control for Cancer Treatments because he's really, they're in like, a room that just seems to be like... Like a hangar. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's very odd what's happening here, but we find out that our man... Uh, Lewis. Well, our man Lewis is there watching oh, his Jack. buddy, Jack, Jack. Hobo. Get 7,000 rads of radiation for a cancer treatment to sterilize the, the tumors. tumor, which I don't think that's... No, what okay, happens with sure. Radiation, but, All right, science. And also, seven thousand rads seemed kind of high to me, but I don't know. That could be. I, yeah, that could be. No well, I don't know. Well, just like they bandy about cancer, which is very serious, they throw radiation around like it's Pez. Like yeah. they. 
they show no concern about radiation in None this whatsoever. episode. They're like behind a plastic screen. Yeah. It's like, okay, we're, we're doing uh, we're doing heavy-duty radiation treatment, so just don't look right at it. I, I wrote down, like, no way would they show him all this stuff. Because the treatment starts on Jack. And you can see the little slugs come out of Jack. And this yeah. is a great effect. And mm-hmm. this this really works. And it looks to fry one of them. But then there's another one. The radiation ends and it goes back into his body. Because Lewis is, Lewis is seeing all of this. Dr. Hubbard Can't is, see anything. Uh, right. It's funny. We didn't do anything with Dr. Hibbert. Yeah, no, when, when Matt Hubbard, said, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, d- yeah, Dr. Dr. Hubbard is saying, you know, well, do you see something else? You shouldn't be seeing anything. He's seeing straight up lightning bolts. Right. Yeah, coming out Jack of the thing. And which... killing these slugs or killing a slug. But the, there's still another one that like gets away and Jack is screaming, no, no, you didn't. You didn't get them all. 28 seconds. That's no more, no less. That's how long we have to do it. Odd. Very odd, but whatever. So, What's it made of? An isotope? Well, let me see it. Yeah, okay, so she gets sure. a, a container that houses the Cobalt 60. Um, and no. <laughs> Just no. Look, it's behind they a would, safe. Yeah. The, it's behind it's a safe behind, that she... It's been behind an old-timey safe. Yeah. It's behind her combination locker. Yeah. <laughs> It definitely isn't in a water bath like most nuclear. No, just it's the hotel safe of the hotel. Yeah, that they are or or in. just like with security because you know you can make. There are dirty three people bombs. in this episode. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, day turns to night, and some fly by night, some fly by day. Moonlighting strangers. <laughs> Who just met by the... Oh, my God! Jack is being murdered! <laughs> Lewis, Lewis wakes up to a slurping sound. Thinks like, it's just Jack going to town on some wild turkey. Yeah. The medicine that his uh, lady his friend fourth, brings his in. His fourth wife brings in. And uh, he uh, draws back the curtain to see Jack basically covered with um, what I guess would be Ooh. sweet potato baby food. Um, yeah. Or, or, or yellow pea. Yeah. And I'm like... He's dead, right? Jack's dead now. I guess so. I guess it, it has killed Jack. Yeah, I mean, we don't we don't find any more information out about Jack, so I, I, I would so assume the, that this, this is... cancer vampire Ant Man got him. So, I think the answer to Lewis's question of what to do is eat radiation. Better go eat the isotope. Now oh, we're just radioactive this... man. The cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he remembers the combination, goes over, takes it out, takes out this glowing light bulb. Yeah, this tiny little light bulb. What to do? What to do? Oh, guess I better. And swallows it, which, yeah, you know. uh, Jen, did you see uh, Chernobyl? Yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Yeah, I just, I just. Thought okay, now everyone in the hospital has radiation sickness, and I they're just, going to I die. I just wonder which one is more realistic, <laughs> Chernobyl or this portrayal. Well, in this portrayal, he eats an isotope like a tic tac, <laughs> and, and then gains sh- the power oh. of radiation, like an X Man. Yes, this is so bizarre, but sure. I mean, I'm kind of on the ride. I'm at least watching the ride like, happen. Sure, yeah. yeah it's it, at least it wasn't last week's. Because I genuinely so, don't know what is happening right now. Yeah, right. it is. So he goes to visit his mom, 
he has a short speech about how you should run from love. Weird. Very bizarre. Yeah, like, apropos that was, of yeah. nothing. Wasn't, wasn't that what his dad did or something when he had cancer? Or, uh, I don't know. It, yeah, Hide I just, under I the just porch. Wrote, running is brave, question mark. Um, then he uses his newfound X-Man powers to lure the slug out of mom. And into his arm? His hand. He, Ooh. like, makes his hand glow. And uh, then the, I, I'm, I'm still not sure how these slugs are traversing like the is, skin and muscle but you know so the slugs are attracted to radi- the radiation? radiation yeah, yeah it I gets think. established when jack is getting hit with radiation yeah the, that's that, why that the slugs it comes like out like a moth to the flame i okay. believe is the words that well i'm not entirely sure that the one got fried it just got bigger didn't it? No, there were two of them. One got killed, oh. and then the second one made it, and that's why he was like, no, you have to do it longer. There's still one mm. around. Yeah. So now mom is slug-free, and then... He kind of collapses against the wall. Tired. Yes, he's he's very sleepy. And then uh, we get some Hellraiser special effects. <laughs> the ant monster comes back through the wall. The mugwump morphs through the wall. Is heading towards the mom, and uh, Lewis might as well say, "Get your hands off her, you bitch!" Yes. <laughs> uh, and so now it's uh, Mugwam versus Lewis. Uh, but Lewis has a trick up his sleeve called a radioactive <laughs> hand. Yeah, well, radioactive slug. He gives the the radioactive slug back yep, to the two slugs that he took out of his yeah. mom. It's yeah, he sucks it out of him. It and goes it down the him. snout of the mugwump. We get into some real weird pseudoscience quackery here. Yeah, yes. really, really did. Like, uh, yeah, I, I guess I don't. So, so, and that's it. That's the end. Then he looks it kills, at his mom. It kills, well, it kills the kills, mugwump. Yeah, it, it kills, kills the mugwump. Uh, it kind of melts into a puddle. Um, and then he says, wake up and I'd love for, to be here when you wake up and find out that you are cancer free. Um, but I gotta go, <laughs> but well, but I, yeah, I have, I have to run until I can control the rage within me. My planet needs me. <laughs> I, I, I just wrote down a sad, incredible Hulk theme. <laughs> yes. Play. That is exactly what I was going for. Yes. Because it, it, it is, it's just like, well, this gamma radiation's ruined my life. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <sighs> you're welcome. Anyway, so the end freeze frame. So I guess we're led to believe he saved his mom from cancer. And One of the cancer vampires is dead. And he's also an X-Man. And he's an X-Man. Hey, if you're on the cancer floor, why don't you go around and, and save some other people? No. Well, well, I guess there's only two patients in the hospital and uh, Jack is dead. Yeah. No. Uh, well, if that's the only one in the hospital, I'm not sure how he's going to save those other people aside from drawing the slugs in. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, yeah, so you draw the slugs in. I mean, if he then, knows then that he's, he's going to be riddled die. with cancer. But he I knows thought he already was going to be. He's going to die. He ate an isotope. Well, you're right. I mean, well, but no. He has to know he's, that he ate the uh, He's he an ate. Avenger now. <laughs> but I mean, he's like yummy, yummy isotope. He ate mm. the worm, guys. Me so hungry. Me so hungry. <laughs> Me ate worm. He did. That's the episode. Let's go to the writer's room. It's so weird. It is It is very weird. See, like, there isn't a place where this went off the rails. It started off the rails. But I don't... Is this better or worse than an episode where stuff is so laid out? And it's like, this is just fucking boring. You know everything that's going to happen and this is just dumb. Like, this, I didn't know what to expect uh, so, because it was just so fucking weird and didn't follow so any logic. As Matt said, 
I was along for the ride. Mm-hmm. You know, it it was unpredictable enough um, where I it wasn't paint by numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was insane enough where it was like, all right, I got to see what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we were criminally deprived of Jack the Hobo. This episode could have used a lot more Jack the Hobo. A lot more hobo. Jack. A lot less pseudoscience. That's, I guess that's my question. I don't know. I, it felt like the episode was trying to say something, and I don't know what it was. If they would have kind of gone full mugwump on it, where it's like, my recollections of Naked Lunch are small, but I do remember that there is a portion of the movie, at least, where the mugwumps are kind of allowing people to feed off of them. And I'm kind of like, it needed more of that where this is how it is. I liked, I liked, it. it the story itself wasn't tied up enough. I thought it, it, like, I think it would have been more interesting if, because you didn't know if he was, if he was crazy. If he was hallucinating. If he was hallucinating <laughs> or if this was really happening, if the doctor was in on it. And I like some of that ambiguity, but even if there was one more scene at the end where it's like the doctor comes in and he's dead from radiation poisoning or something. And like the mother is dead because he like carved, you know, like, like cut her throat and cut up, her, you know, some places where he was like trying to get it out or something. Um, and so you saw, you know, oh, so maybe he got the cancer out, but he killed what goes in the process. Because of the head wound, he actually right. lost his mind. Mm-hmm. I, I think that would have been more interesting. Mm hmm. Yeah, I just kind of. I just kind of went like, uh, huh. Right. Any other thoughts? Um. Not no. that I, not that I can think of. All right, Jen, give us a scale. A uh, scale of one to ten. Uh, uh, bottles of wild turkey with a straw in them. Six. Uh, I, w- I would actually give it like a seven. Uh, I would give it a. S- Six. Yeah. Yeah. It we've seen worse a hundred percent. It was entertaining. And it had a legitimate creep factor yep. to it. Um but I don't know. It just I'll go six and a half. There we go. You can get in contact with us at T from the Dark Side on Facebook and Instagram, TFTDS Pod on Twitter. Uh we are T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. I can't believe there's only six episodes left of I Monsters know, that's, in the season. That's crazy. Uh, guys, did I forget anything? Uh, try to enjoy, enjoy the, the daylight. daylight. Try to enjoy the daylight. Bye. Yay! Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by Jen Hanson, Matt Rose, and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellingham Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side. And on Twitter at TFTBS Pod. Email us at T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. Until next time. Try to enjoy the daylight.